It's your guy Uncensored, giving you the best footballing lesson outside of a Ronaldo step over. Before we start, be sure to subscribe, follow us on Instagram and Twitter so you don't miss out on all our content. Join the conversation, use the hashtag Momentum. So Northbank, how you doing? Yeah, I'm not too, yeah, not too bad. How you going? You alright? Yeah, not too bad. I'm not too bad. So, you know, we might as well get straight to the shits and we'll see that, you know, today's news coverage has been all about Man United all about Jose Mourinho, all about everything to do with what's going to happen next with this so-called great club. And um, we might as well start with, it's the end of Mourinho, so who's to blame? Who who, who you blaming it on? It's it's a bit of a tough one. Because on one side, you want to say it's Mourinho's third season and for some reason, whatever reason, it doesn't seem to go quite right for him in his third season. But you also got to say, Man United is not the team they used to be and they've been a bit awful this season. Is that down to him? Is it down to the players? It's a bit of a kind of a mixed bag, to be honest. But we, I think this was like the world, world's worst secret. We knew he was going. It just went. It was just about a matter of when, really. Yeah, I mean, I, I see it as, I don't think it could be the players to say, I mean, when I say they don't, not the, that they're bad players, I think the players didn't do what they wanted had to do. Because this is the same group of players that won the, the Carling Cup or whatever it's called now, the Carabao Cup, and the um, the Europe Europa League yeah. two seasons ago. So they can't be that bad. So how all of a sudden, with more investment, is this team suddenly the worst team in recent Man United history? It's a it's a bit of a weird one. Um, my personal feeling on, on some of the blame should go to um, some of the players. And everyone's going to pick out Paul Pogba and how he fell out with him. Yeah, but I, I'm not blaming him. My my biggest blame for Mourinho getting a sack has to be the play, players who were on his side because they didn't perform either. And the, the biggest culprit has to be Lukaku. I mean, I don't know what he was doing in that Liverpool derby, but he wasn't playing football. He, he was shockingly bad for a £90 million striker to get 20 touches and I think he only probably got two of those inside the area he was awful no, and, I, I think he was he, I think Lukaku but he's he's a man that's not get, he's not getting any confidence at the moment he hasn't been getting confidence for a long week see, long while you've got all the fans are getting onto him fans of every team they're making memes they're making videos of Lukaku's shocking touch and this is where ultimately Yes, he is. A, he's a professional footballer. He's getting paid a lot of money, but this is where Mourinho didn't quite help him. If that makes sense, Mourinho kind of let him go. Like that's the problem. I think at some point, Mourinho switched on too many of his players. Like where, as a manager, you're kind of supposed to kind of protect certain players, put an arm around them, let them know what's happening. He kind of just left people to get on with it. Yeah, but if you look at it, Lukaku was one of his guys that who stayed. He didn't go switch on Lukaku though. That's the problem. He was one who he was like, "We need Lukaku. He's the what? He's the he's like my guy. He's the number one guy." But it got to a point where even he could see that this guy was just he was bad. It was just it comes a point where you know somebody who needs he I classed him as a bully. Like he can beat up the weakest man in, in the in the playground all day long, but if you get somebody who stands up against him, who's who's not scared of him, he he disappears. He, he, like against Liverpool, against Van Dijk and Lovren, he was missing. You put two funny centre backs who are a bit slow, a bit small. 
he'll bully them all day long and run all over them. Yeah. But game when he's up against quality, he disappears. He doesn't do anything. I, I, I was so disappointed in what he did. And I know everyone's going on about how uh, it's because he don't get no service. Yeah, they didn't give him service in the game, but they didn't give him so-called perfect service because they were all under the cosh. Liverpool had them under the cosh for about 60 minutes and they couldn't get out. They didn't know what to do. And they were just looking for their striker to give them some help. Just get the ball and hold it up for a second for us. Like, let us have some breathing room because their midfield is getting suffocated. And, and don't get me wrong, he's not the only one. So I'm not going to be just going on and Lukaku, but Mata, Mat, Matic, sorry, not Mata, Matic, was, he was terrible. Again, another one of um, Jose's guys that he goes to, he did nothing in that game. He ran around like a headless chicken, couldn't pass straight, couldn't do nothing. I was like, this team. And then on top of all of that, he brings on Fellaini. And this is where he has to, t- I mean, oh, come on, man. You're one all with Liverpool. You're in a game that you should be out. Of, that they should be outside, and then you bring on Fellaini. I mean, that's just that just tells you how low he's gone. Like, uh, nah. Now, but you so, got to remember Fellaini. Realistically, how many times has he brought Fellaini on? Fellaini's headed winners in. He's yeah, done all that. He's that. Guy. He is that guy when you're chasing it though. He's that guy when you're chasing it, when you need a goal in the last minute because you got you. You stick him up front. He put him in midfield to orchestrate the to construct the game. Like he was gonna pass Liverpool to death. Like, what was that about? That was never gonna work. He put him on. He put him on as his. Oh, it's one all. I know. Game changer. Let's send Fellaini to the Boston midfield. No, no. He's never been that guy, with or without his hair. He's never yeah. been that guy. So there's a there's a few people have to take the blame for this Mourinho sacking. No, but you know what? I think to be honest, that's that's. That's Sunday, yeah? And in one aspect, as much as I in my head was like, oh, I want Man United to come up and they want him to do something, just because I don't want Liverpool to win the league, really. Realistically, <laughs> Liverpool were, like, Man United were not going to win that. Do you know what I mean? They weren't going to win it. No. And I think that was just the nail in the coffin. But this sacking came months before. It wasn't about yesterday's before, Sunday's yeah. performance, if that made sense. And that's why I think it's more of a fact. And I think it's, whatever reason, the culture in the club just became a bit of a virus almost because, and this is why I have to blame Mourinho because this is, he's done this before. He's got previous. Yeah. So if you look at how he ended Chelsea, like that season, Chelsea were like flirting with relegation. Yeah. But if you, if, if, you know one thing to add to that? It's funny. Um, I was told today, I was talking to a Man United fan and he said to me that basically when he was at Chelsea, the same thing happened. A free one defeat to Liverpool, yeah, and he got sacked. It was and the same day. I think it's like they, a day out. Yeah, day out, and they didn't want to do. It. Uh, apparently, Man United board didn't want to do it because they didn't want to seem to be doing exactly the same thing. But I agree with you, hundred percent. That this sacking was been on the cards. I think they wanted to do it from day dot, but they went. You know what? We're Man United. We're going to seem to give the man a chance. We're just going to let him slide. He can't go too wrong. But I think he might have got wind of it and said, "Okay, you're going to sack me, right?" I'm going to take the piss, basically. And I'm just going to... I'm going to say things that will annoy you, say things that you don't like, and let's see how much you can take of it. And that's what he... If you look back on his... In his last three months, he's been in the in the news constantly, saying things. He was swearing in front of the TV cameras. He was he was blaming, like, the players, blaming the board, blaming anybody but himself. 
And this is what, but that's what I'm saying. He's getting a lot of money. You got to remember him getting sacked. He's getting that compensation deal. So he's getting that compensation. He's getting. Yeah. They've got to pay out yeah. his contract. So as far as he's concerned, he don't care. So then, that, and then seeing his face smiling on the way out today, I was just like, this man was waiting to go, man. He wanted his twenty-four million. He was, he was done. Maybe he was done it all this time. He was just wanting, you know what? How am I gonna get out of this? Because yeah. I don't want to get no more. I, I'm, I'm, and he couldn't quit because if you quit, you, you're not entitled to nothing. Exactly. So he he was looking for his payday, and you know, um, and just get yeah. He's just looking for his payday, quite simply. And for blame, he's gonna have to take the brunt of it. But there's a few of these these guys now that um that are gonna have to follow suit, and and they've got nowhere to hide no more. So where where the Luke Shaw's the Martial's, the Pogba's, the Fellaini's, the Lukaku's, the Sanchez's, they've got nowhere to hide. He was taking the brunt of all of it, saying it's all my fault. Yeah, yeah, everyone can blame me. But now he's gone, who are you going to blame? Well, this is it. And you're, you're going to see, you're, you'll see Man United might pick up a few results here and there. And they might do better. But for me, it's, this is what I mean about at the moment, is something in the club. I don't think it's past the manager, it's in the club. Like, mm. for whatever reason, whether it's... I mean, even the introduction of Sanchez, yeah? Like, yeah. we all understood why that deal happened. But if you look at it, Sanchez is there sulking. Sanchez is not going to America because he can't get in. Sanchez is at home with his dog. The players don't talk to him. It's all that same kind of mentality. It's just not good for a Premier League football club. Yeah, yeah. And considering that Man United used to be, and I'll say used to be, they used to be one of the best. And I think the major sticking point for Man United is their rivals are ten times better than them now, and they just can't compete. Yeah, but this is what makes me laugh, and this is what we're going to come onto in a minute. But is that you've got Gary Neville and and the rest of his uh, Man United squadron talking about how um, this is Man United, this is Man United, this is Man United. But this is Man United over the last twenty six years, twenty eight years. Before then, they were in the they were in the mix of a fifty eight year. Um, hiatus from winning the league so they can't be or 32 years I can't remember what, how many years it was before they won the league um, yeah. from when the Busby days and the Busby babes but oh yeah 100 it's like they were they, they were a nothing team then they were just that that that, that, that what's the word that they, they use that kind of um, sleeping giant yeah so they're all going about this is Man United no, this is Man United it's the biggest club no like you can be in the doldrums like Liverpool have just only come out of it now from their what, 30 years of being left behind. So it can happen to anybody. And, and at that moment, I personally think they're in their, their sleeping phase and they're going to be sleeping for a few years, regardless of who they get. Oh, no, it, it has to happen. And this is what I mean. It, it's cycles. We go in these cycles and it has to happen. Yeah, yeah. And that's what it is. And I think for too long, United, with Ferguson, they were, at the, at the time, head and shoulders above everyone else. Everyone yeah. else has now caught up. And they've surpassed them. And as much as we can say, well, Man United haven't won a league since um, Alex Ferguson left. But even that year when Alex Ferguson left and they did win the league, you've got to remember, from then we were saying Man United don't have a central midfield. And yeah. we said, whoever comes in next has got work to do. Yeah, yeah. And I think at some point, you, you're as much as they're just throwing money at it, throwing money at it, they're doing poor investments and they just haven't got the infrastructure, whether it's the young youngsters coming through or what it is, just to maintain. Mm. Agreed. Agreed. And I think, I mean, and I'm not even a United fan, and I've spoken to a couple of United fans, and they're almost sounding how Arsenal fans were sounding in the past two years. Do you know what I mean? They want him out. They want all of that kind of stuff. And 
it, it just that breeds that whole mentality that you need someone fresh to come in and just mix it up. And I think that's what they're going to have to wait for at United. Yeah. Like, we're talking about Carrick's taking over for, like, 48 hours while he's doing training. <laughs> while they get... Then they're going to get Big Sam in till the end of the season. I don't know what they'd... Do I mean, I think it's like, come on. At this point, you might as well say, will Big Sam... I don't know if it's Big Sam. I'm just making a guess. But, you know what I mean? It's that kind of manager. Well, even Arsene Wenger's been thrown into the equation. Wenger's never going to take it. He said he's not taking another <laughs> English job. But, I mean, up until the end of the season, I think it's sort of like... I don't know. When you think about it, will that be any better than Mourinho? No, no, and th- and this is the, this is what I'm saying. But they're they're in their sleeping phase, their sleeping cycle. Then, I mean, it's it's their turn, and, and they've had it for good for so long. But pe- and because it's modern day technology, people just assume this is how it's always been. No, it's not how it's always been. It's just during the times where you can see it, and it's been recorded constantly. They've been on top. Yeah. In this TV era, but before then, they were sleeping with the fishes. They were dead. They were dead out here. But you know, they come. They come round when the TV money come in. Sky comes in. Man United wins the league. All of a sudden, they build this dynasty through Alex Ferguson, and all of a sudden now that no one remembers the bad old days at Old Trafford when you know they only used to get twenty odd thousand or thirty odd thousand in the, in the stands. Like, come on, now it's like, oh, we always got seventy thousand. No, you never. It was never always that full. So, I think they've got to take away a pinch of salt, um, but they'll come back again at some point because they, they have too much money not to, but it's just a phase that they have to kind of suck it up and see. But, um, moving on slightly, so, you, now, obviously, he's been sat. You, you are aware that we're going to be getting this uh, Man United overkill now. Oh, 100%. 100%. And I, it started really well. It started today with the memes. And I think I got about 100 within an hour. <laughs> I've got yeah. ones with the apprentice. I've got all of this. And, and you know what I mean, I think it's, it's going to, they're going to just have to take it. Like, and I think now you're going to have, it's going to be the Sky Sports agenda. So obviously they've been wanting to push Liverpool to win the league anyway. Yeah. And then everything, it's going to be, everything is going to be, they're going to be, my night's going to be spotlight. They make a mistake. They're going to be comparing it to what Mourinho's done. If they get better, they're going to be like, "See, this is what happens when we get rid of Mourinho." And it's yeah. United are going to have to get used to it in a similar way. That no matter what United, United Emery does at Arsenal, right now he's still going to be compared to Wenger. Yeah, and it's just their turn. I'm good riddance, to mm. be honest. Yeah, so as I was saying, I was saying that the um, the, the the fact that Jamie Redknapp, um, Gary Neville. And, and now Craig Bellamy all jumped out the window, assuming and being kind of forthright in their in their view, saying that Pochettino must be the next. Um, he's assuming to be the next Man United manager. And I, I have an issue with that on the sense that not because he's not good enough to be the manager, but he's if they offer him the deal in the summer, which is more than likely that they're going to do, it's not going to be the only offer on his table. He's probably going to have them um, another club. Um, in Spain, who hasn't also hasn't got a manager that everyone seems to have forgotten, just because Jose Mourinho's left, and that's Real Madrid. They've got no manager. They've got as um, uh, basically a caretaker guy. I can't remember his name, Solari or Scaleri, something like that. I can't remember um, Santi Solari or something like. That. He basically is in charge until the end of the season, and he's only their B team manager. So if they offer him the job, who's he gonna pick? Man United or Real Madrid? No, but you know what it is? It's what it is is the reason why they're doing that is because it's oh, I don't want to it's it's that privilege. It's that privilege that you have 
when you are in a place of power or respect. So what I'm, when I'm when I mean it in the sense of football is they believe Man United is still the biggest draw in English football, and they like they liken Man United to like their English roles and Man United is the club that everybody wants to be a part of. It's the biggest club in the world and vice versa. So what they're saying is that they're trying to look at it and that's a job that anybody would want. So if Man United come knocking, you better come answering because you only get one shot at the, the kind of crown. We're actually, in reality, what we're actually seeing is Man United are not actually the most viable option at the moment. Manchester United are not as attractive as the world is making out. And actually... I probably would say stay at Spurs. Spurs look like they're on an upwards trajectory. They look like they're going to be moving. Do you know what I mean? They've got a new stadium, new fan base. They're doing stuff. But Man United's actually on the decline. So maybe you would say to yourself, actually, you'd stay where you are. But I think it's that kind of... These are British players that have grown up with Man United being great. So they're yeah. always looking at Man United have got to be great again. Well, actually, no. Man City are now great. Or Liverpool are now great. And if Man United now become... Fifth or six, they come fifth or six. Do you know what I mean? But in their heads, they're looking at us like we want Man United to be back at the top. And by being at the top, we better get this young manager in. He does good things. He's worked miracles at Southampton. He's done all right at Spurs. What could he do at Man United? But in reality, it's going to take a long time to sort out Man United. Yeah, it's going to take at least three seasons. I I believe because there's a lot of, as you said, there's a lot of um, internal mess they have to clean up. Like just the the club in the all is is in, is in the state. Like the players infighting. The not there's no kind of family or togetherness about them. They're just highly paid individuals. Yeah. Right now, I wish Man United had Man United fan TV because if they did, it'd be going through the roof. <laughs> I know they have some form of fan TV, but do you know what I mean? Yeah, I better send Robbie up there and make some money, mate. Yeah, Robbie needs need dude does need to go out there. To be fair, but. You know, as you've kind of nicely worked our way towards, we we have got another North London derby tomorrow night. Nah, that's gonna be a it's a tricky one because obviously, unfortunately, we haven't got the Paxton Road um, guy in here today because um, I think he's still upset from the last last <laughs> game. He, he can't give me his 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 full view. But um, what's your take taking it? My question to you is basically, who needs it more? Uh, to be honest, I think both clubs need it as big as much as the other. To be honest, well, I think when I say that, I feel while no club, if they lose it, will say it's the end of their season. Yeah, but I think both clubs will see it as a realistic or vi- realistic viable option for them to make their mark early doors in the season. Like obviously, they still have to play teams like City and stuff like that. But I think it's once you've made it to quarterfinals. You might as well kind of give it a go if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do understand that. I do understand that. I think for Emery, it would say if he does want win it, it's a it's a trophy that Wenger could never win. But it's also his put like his own stamp on the actual season. If he was to say, "I won the League Cup, I won Europa, or whatever it is," mm. he's had a very good season. Mm. Potts, they haven't won nothing at Spurs in a little while. Do you know what I mean, I think the last time the thing they won was the League Cup, maybe yeah. two thousand nine or something along them lines. I can't be sure. Yeah. You know what I mean. So, in their eyes, they're looking at, actually, we want a piece of silverware to put in our trophy case at the new stadium. Okay. Well, uh, let's put it this way, then. So, um, you guys um, lost on, against Southampton. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think your next game, Burnley at home. 
Um, yeah, Saturday. Saturday. So that, that's, I say tough game. They're going to fight and give you all. You can't now afford to, to lose further ground on the teams above you. So do you put a four-team strength team out? I mean, as for Tottenham, they've got a game on Sunday against Everton. And I can't see them putting a full strength team out. I just can't. The games have to, and don't forget we're going into this busy Christmas period. I can't see both. I can see both teams putting in a lot of youngsters. I think it's going to be a bit of a mismatch. I think it's a mismatch. There may be very, there may be strong benches mm. if need be. Yeah. But I, I see it's that kind of performance. I, that kind of team. I don't see it going to be like we're putting our strongest eleven out because, in the grand scheme of things, there is going to be too many games coming over Christmas. Mm. We play this weekend. I think the next game we play is probably Boxing Day. Yeah. Then we play before New Year's and then we play New Year's. So at one point, it's like two days gap between each game. Yeah, it's crazy. So you really kind of really want this game to get over with. Yeah. Only... So I think it'll probably be a blend of experience, some fringe players and maybe one or two youngsters. But it being a North London derby, there being 60,000, I still think there's gonna, they're going to have to still bring some form of performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 you definitely don't go in there thinking I want to, win, I want to lose the game, but I do get a sense from speaking to a lot of Spurs fans that because they've got through to the Champions League knockout stages against Dortmund now, and the fact that you guys lost on um, lost against Southampton on Sunday. I think that's the third time you've mentioned it. Yeah, we did lose against Southampton. That's all right, mate. Somebody's got to balance it out here. <laughs> no, but. I think it's because they feel like this game, they wouldn't mind losing, and not no one wants to lose against their their their, um, their rivals. But they'll be very quick to say, you know what, we got bigger fish to fry, and that, and that would be their response if they do lose. They will all, they will always love to win, but it, their eyes are slightly on other things where they're more concerned with making sure they're in the top four because they want to play Champions League in the, in the yeah, league. Yeah. Stadium, all all that nonsense, and it's if they would, if you would have been like you know, still two points behind, they knocked out the Champions League. They would have had to have won this won this game. Do you get what I mean? It's a different emphasis on winning the game, and it becomes more crucial to the overall picture of your season because they're out of the Champions League. Because they're not out of it, it's like uh, actually we still got other things to work on as well. And you know, there's there's that there's that slight few that believe they might get into the um, winning the league picture but that's just a very slight few oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is what it is but I, I, I do look forward to another one I think this one could be better than the last one and I say that because if you do put the youngsters in the youngsters know the rivalry way better than the foreign players who played in it and there'll be a lot of like you've got um, um, what's his name Emil Smith-Rowe Smith-Rowe yeah um, Spurs have got that that guy who played on Saturday, which was uh, Oliver Skip. If those two both play, they're both. I think they're London lads, and they're going to be want to play for, for the shirt more than um, an Abamyang or a um, or a Son Min Hyun, for example. They don't really know. They, they they know the rivalry because they've been told about it. But these boys have lived with the rivalry. They played with it all throughout their careers, going through the ranks at the clubs. So if you've got a bunch of those players playing for both sides, it could be very fiery. I, I can see it really kicking off. Hopefully it stays within the controls of just, you know, 
rivalry and nothing more sinister than that, you know. I, yeah, I think I think this one will be a a decent game, and I think I guess if it's a draw, ninety minutes it goes to pens. I'm sure. I'm hoping there's no banana skins being thrown. You know what I mean? Those kind of things. Yeah. yeah. But I think it'll be a good, exciting, entertaining match for the kids. You know what I mean? For the people, the fans that have come to watch it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, that's it. That's all. That's all we have got for this week. Um, we'll be right back again. I hope you all enjoyed it. And um, as I said, we'll be back again with our with our preview or review of the of the games this week. And um, yeah, as I said. We're done for now and we'll see you next time. And we're done for another week. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week providing you with the latest news in football. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And we'll be back providing you with great content.